What's in your hackle box? My middle son loves to fish. I don't get it. I don't pretend to understand. Sitting on the dock or on a boat, he could have his rod out there all day and catch nothing and be happy about it. One thing I've learned over the years with him and his love of fishing is he needs the right accessories. I think that goes with anything outdoorsy. The more you spend, the better you think you are in the outdoors. So in Oliver's case, his tackle box is filled with all sorts of accessories and goodies. Different lures, jigs, weights. I don't know what they all do. He tries to explain it to me, but I think a hook and a worm can do just fine since I'm going to only be out there for 30 minutes. Personally, I'm more into the new trend. Since people can't seem to say charcuterie, uh, they just repurpose a tackle box into a snackle box. That got me thinking the other day in my life and work. Generally, I'm a blue teamer, but every once in a while, I get to play on the red team. And I have special tools I use and I get to take out of my hackle box. That's right. I'm going to make it a thing here, a hackle box. Here's what's in my hackle box and the uses for each of them. When you're red team, your number one goal, aside from getting caught or not getting caught, <laughs> is to find your foothold somewhere, something with weak security, something that you can connect to and set up persistence. It could be your first line of entry was a phishing email, so you know you have to get off this device because it will be turned on and off, and some of those things you may do may slow the machine down. So how can we get a quick scan of the entire network? Here, I get to pull out my very first tool, ZMAP. ZMAP describes itself as a fast, single-packet network scanning uh, designed for internet-wide network surveys. On a typical desktop computer with a gig connection, it can scan the entire internet in 45 minutes. With a 10-gig connection and PF ring, it could scan the entire internet in five minutes. Now, I want to put a little caveat here. Don't do that. Um, if you are scanning the internet, say like from your home or something like that, the uh, government will show up at your house. And so don't do that. Um, don't do that at all. It's just not nice. You're not being a good net citizen if you scan the entire internet. Feel free to scan IPs that you own that are yours or you have permission to scan, but don't scan other people's IPs. Now, I may run the scan multiple times on the network when I'm looking. Uh, what am I looking for? I'm looking for the juicy ports. When red teaming, juicy ports equate to 22 SSH, 23 Telnet, 3389 remote desktop, 5900 to 5910 VNC, 443 HTTPS, 80 HTTPS. Depending on the systems on the other side, I may use my second tool, Nmap. Nmap describes itself as a free and open source utility for network discovery and security auditing. And boy, does it do that. Uh, we can get in and deep scan something we may find interesting. Our goal right now, though, is to pivot and make a reverse connection to the outside world. Because if this user packs it in, we may be cooked. All right. We've done the scan. And luckily, lucky us, we found some ubiquity access points. But how can we tell uh, they're vulnerable to anything? I've already tried all the default usernames and passwords. No pipe, no dice. Uh, popping open the hackle box, we find Metasploit from Rapid7, which describes Metasploit as the world's most used penetration testing framework. All right, so we'll attempt a log4 shell exploit that was only patched back on December 13th, 2021. I spin up a cloud server that is uh, gonna be stable or basically stable for now. I load up Netcat on that server, and Netcat is a 
featured networking utility, which reads and writes data across networks using the TCP IP protocol. All right, so I set that up to listen on port 444. And uh, all right, so I run the exploit. We tell log for shell that we're listening on 444 and what our IP is of our cloud server. The exploit runs and boom, we get a connection back to our netcat. Now we we need to stabilize the shell access by executing just a tiny bit of Python uh, to give us a, a nice bash shell. And uh, now we're in the Unify controller, but the problem is all of this is still connected through the other user's workstation that could go offline at any time. We need to stabilize the connection more. Luckily, we're on Linux now. We quickly install AutoSSH. AutoSSH is a simple program that lets us monitor and restore SSH connections automatically. So if they lose internet or something like that, the connection will come right back. Using SSH, we create a reverse tunnel, reverse tunnel back to my cloud computer. Uh, there, we have it. Really good persistence. We're no longer dependent on the user's workstation. Oh, however though, we're not done with the user's workstation. Oh no. Um, we need to get some valuable things off of here. Maybe like their username and password. This can get a little tricky, but if you, but if you happen to be administrator or your phishing attempt, uh, allowed you to run, um, the code with UAC privileges, uh, you may think that, uh, I was going to say, we're going to pull out Mimikatz. You'd be wrong. Actually, I'm going to start uh, by using proc dump from sys internals. Mimikatz is recognized by a lot of virus scanners. So it's going to be a no for me at this point. Microsoft, for whatever reason, stores all passwords, plain text, and memory. So I use ProcDump to dump this, to dump the LSAS to a file. I download the dump to my machine for later use with Mimikatz. One last uh, check to see if the user's map drives. I may also run a netstat and save the output uh, of that. So now I'm going to go back to my Unify machine. And uh, I'm going to pull Nmap back out of the box. I'm going to do a deep network scan. While that's running, I'm also going to I'm also going to read this LSAS file. And uh, yeah, it looks like I got the credentials of a salesperson. It's not much, but it's something. Let's see what Nmap has found. Looks like an Nginx web server. Okay, cool. Three Windows servers, which look like they resolve back to 81, 82, FS1. Okay, cool. I can see their I can see their Windows domain. Oh, and a VMware host. I would guess VMware is running um, this hosting server and and the three other servers. It's just a hunch. It really doesn't matter all that much, but it's but it's probably a pretty fair guess. Oh, and it looks like they also have a Fortinet firewall. It's a small office, so not a lot of action. Let's focus on VMware. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's pull out Metasploit and see if they have the vCenter analytics service bug from a, from a few months ago. If it is, we can run code and give ourselves a shell. This time we lucked out. Similar, uh, similar, uh, now we're gonna go, um, similar to how the Ubiquity controller wasn't updated, um, they didn't update the VMware server either. Okay, cool, I have got the VMware server now. We'll come back to that later. I wanna pull out another tool and this tool is going to be OpenVAS. OpenVAS describes itself as a fully featured vulnerability scanner. Its capabilities include unauthenticated and authenticated testing, various high and low level internet and industrial protocols, performance tuning for large scale scans and powerful internal programming language to implement any type of vulnerability test. Uh, we're going to run, we're going to take the, take some time, let that thing run. And since we have the salesperson's creds, 
I'm going to go ahead and mount up the Samba share and take a few documents so I can prove that, hey, I've, I've, got, into, I've got into your network. But what I really want is that web server. But that web server, and if, it, if the web server is facing the internet, I can actually load up a very small utility that can give me permanent network access. So looks like from my Nmap scan, I have port 21 FTP, makes sense, it's a, it's a web server. Port 22 SSH, 80 and 443. But I don't know the creds and I can't seem to find any type of vulnerabilities when I'm scanning it. So I take a, I take a flyer and I go ahead and I scan the network specifically for port 23. Oh, and as luck turns out, I have found two Ethernet switches with no passwords on them. They look like older Procurve switches. All right, I'm gonna try to be lucky one more time. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, see if I can figure out what port the web server's plugged into and what port I'm plugged into on the Unify controller because if I'm plugged into the same switch, I can probably do a port mirror. So I load up I tell that to the to the to the switches and I type show MAC address and I type my MAC address and I type the web server MAC address and as luck would have it uh, they're both connected to the same switch I, my guess is that the unify controller itself is in the server room the web servers in the server room so we're in the same Ethernet switch don't always get this lucky but it does happen so I go ahead and I mirror the port from the web server back to the unify controller and then I load up uh, TCP dump, another program from my Hacklebox. He, uh, TCP dump is a powerful command line packet analyzer and libpcap, a portable C, C++ library for network traffic capture. And specifically what I'm looking for is port 21. I am hoping that the FTP server doesn't use SSL so we can, if, if somebody logs in to maybe update the website, um, we can get the credentials of that person. Now that person may not have access to the web server or to the to the command line of the web server, but it's it's creds nonetheless, and I guess worst case is we can steal their website. Uh, but as luck would have it today, and it is our lucky day, the system administrator must have been asked to do some updates to the website or reorganize files or something. And uh, yeah, logged in with their creds, and so I'm hoping that maybe their creds also work to SSH. And as luck would have it, it does. So I'm able to SSH to the um, to the web server now using the those admins creds so now I want to set up persistent access to something that has access to the internet directly and access to their network directly so I load up hping3 hping3 uh, is an advanced version of the ping command only ICMP is supported in ping hping3 also supports protocols such as TCP UDP raw IP we can get uh, this little unexpected tool to trigger a reverse shell and uh, get us back in anytime we want. HPing3 allows us to listen to a particular port on the machine or port zero or all ports on the machine. And it sits in front of the local firewall on the machine. So it's extremely powerful. And I can simply send a specialized crafted packet. And when I do that, I can make the thing do whatever I want. I can make it execute any command I want. And so in this case, when I send a specially crafted packet that only I know about, 
I'm going to get reverse shell again. So even if they figure out that, oh, there's a weird connection, outbound connection from the, uh, from the, uh, the Unify controller out through the firewall, they're going to say, they're not, maybe not going to notice the web server or that I have multiple, multiple footholds. They're going to think they found one and that was it. All right. So we have access to VMware, Unify, the web server, uh, with a little more work and a few more tools from our hackle box, we could cement ourselves even more, start taking more of the Windows data if we wanted to. We could uh, find more persistence and kind of start making things bad for them. Um, but we're, we're, we're a pretty ethical red teamers here. We're, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't like to do those things. We like to just prove that we have access so that way the blue team can fix their, their mistakes. So I hope you enjoyed this story. And while the story didn't all happen at once to me while red teaming, uh, it, is a, it is a combination of multiple red team stories put into one. So some of these accesses I've gotten at certain businesses and some of these other accesses I've gotten at other businesses, but we put it all together in one story. Because like I said earlier, I normally don't go too deep. Once I've proven that I have access... I can run that open vast scan. I can I can hand it to you. You can see all of the network machines. You can see all their vulnerabilities. I can describe to you how much worse it could be if I wasn't who I was and just want to help you fix your network. So I, I took all these stories, I combined them together and made one story out of it. So it this didn't actually happen like this. This would be a very good day <laughs> if you're a red teamer. Very bad day if you're a blue teamer. Um, you know, and every day and every day is different when you're doing this stuff. Some days are worse for the red team. Some days are better for the red team. Um, but I just wanted to chat about the tools in my Hacklebox, and I'm gonna make Hacklebox a thing. So uh, I have a lot of tools in my Hacklebox. These aren't my only tools, but these are the big ones that I use. And I like and I like to throw HPing three in there because it's it's scary. <laughs> so, all right. I hope everyone has a good Friday out there and enjoys the day. <laughs>